0: Here we go. Today's daf is daf Tes Zion, page 16, in the Haligat Meseches Babakamu. And we are going to pick up from the Gemara. Let's go back to the Gemara on Tesvav Thank you so much. Let's go back to the Gemara on daf uh, Tesvav and restart eight lines from the bottom, from the beginning of the Gemara. Now, the Mishnah. Had taught us that Shane When an axe damages For pleasure Benefit Either it eats It gets a massage on a wall Yeah it scratches its back So um, We said that a a Shane Is mu'edes lechel Okay A Shane is always mu'ed An owner of a Shane Of a Shane damage Is always going to pay full Now if, my, if I'm going to damage because my ox benefited, what's the location of that happening? Is it in my backyard? No. Because in my backyard, my ox is allowed to be there. It's got to be that it's in the victim's backyard. Okay? Now, the Mishnah said that an animal is not a muad to pay the entire amount for Karen. But you will pay half damage for Kera. That's what our says. If it's and you're going to pay half damage. And that's in somebody else's yard. If it's Shan, you're going to pay full damage. Now, whose opinion is that? The Gemara said... Again, I'm just saying this Gemara that we're about to read together outside... That that is the opinion of the Rabbonon who says... That if you do something unique... It's a, it's a tam... And it gores. It's something with intention. In a victim's property, you're going to pay half damage... The problem is, the other of our Mishnah says that an ox which is a muad in the property of the victim always pays full. Okay? So it's going to be half damage or full damage. That's the contradiction. And we're trying to, the Gemara now is go, initially is going to try to answer the contradiction within our own mission. All right? That's going to be the overriding question. We're going to have a few different approaches how to answer this up. Here we go. Says the Gemara. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Eight lines for the bottom. It says, Good morning. <laughs> Since our mission says that, that when an animal damages in a way of benefit, pleasure, that it's a muad, it's If you're paying full, that means we're dealing with the victim's property. If the animal's not considered a muad, to pay the full amount when it comes to. When it comes to karen you will pay half damage in the victim's property money. Who's the author of that? That has to be rabbanoni. That's the pin of the rabban who said the amri mishuna karen If the animal damages in an unusual way with karen in the victim's property, That's mamish our mishnah. So right now, if you we were to pause, we're going to say who's authoring our mishnah, the rabban. But let's keep going. Seifa. Let's say the end of the mishnah. Shar when you which is a muad. It has a pattern of damaging, and damages in the victim's property, The other more human damages. What is the halacha? You pay full, always. Guess what? The Rabbanim don't agree with that. I saw the Reb that's the opinion of Reb the Rabbanim is going to say that an unusual damage in the victim's property is half damage. Reb is the one who says an unusual damage in the victim's property is full damage. Reisha Rabbanim is safe for Reb are you going to tell me, the beginning of our mission is the opinion of the rabban and of the opinion of Rabbi Tarfin? Yeah? If you do that, that is like me talking to you, saying one big contradiction, and you're like, hey, tender, you're contradicting yourself. I'm like, well, the first part of my statement was my own opinion. Second part of the statement, I was quoting Matas. You didn't say that. You seem to be, the beginning of the mission is rabban. the safest is Tarfin? Answer the Gemara, yupsie doodles. And that's what happened. Let me explain you how to understand the Mishnah. Let me explain you. Yeah? It's a very uh, important way how to speak English. I want to explain you how to understand the Mishnah. It's like the Chesidish guy said, I threw my Bobby out the window of the keys. So if you start, if you, if you, uh, you know, can you pass me down the table, the butter? So, if you say the first half of the statement, you might be sending people down the table. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. So, right uh, just leave the Mishnah and follow me. Believe you me, that's how you have to understand the Mishnah. Okay. So we had a contradiction. First half of the Bryce, so second, first half of the Mishnah, second half of the Mishnah. First half of price needs to be the Rabbanan. Second ones, Reb says Gemara. What and enters the Gemara? Yup. That's exactly how it is. Okay. Bottom line is not a contradiction; rather, it's a machlekas. Here is another approach. And this is where we left off yesterday. Rabbi Loss, made the ravom. Rabbi Loss, says the name of rav. We turn to today's daf. Kula, Rabbi Tarpin, He, the entire mishnah is really Rabbi Tarpin. How is that possible? Risha in the first half of the mishnah, which says that you that you pay. Nezek Sholem on Shane and Regal And Chazi Nezek on Remember we said sometimes you have rights to be in a property But it doesn't give you rights to do whatever you want there What happens if the victim had rights To bring fruits But that was it Both victim and damager Had rights to bring oxen But only the victim had a right to bring his fruits there As far as Shein is concerned With the fruits it's considered the property of the, of, the, uh, of the victim. He's the only one who's allowed to bring fruits there. The, the other guy had no rights to be, uh, be there. And therefore, if your ox damages, it's going to be obligated. You, the other guy had rights to bring his fruit. What's your ox doing damaging it? Lagabi Karen, but when it comes to the laws of Karen, Havalei Rishos It's going to be considered a public property. You know why it's called a public property? Because both oxen are allowed to be there. So if my ox gores your ox, and we both have rights to be there, that's Rosh HaSarabim. And in Rosh even Reptarifim will agree you pay half damages. Okay? So that's another way to understand the Mishnah. Again, the first way to understand the Mishnah is that half is and half is Reptarfin. The other way is, no, it's all Reptarifim. Ah, contradiction? No, the first half is dealing with a case where they both had rights for their oxen to be there, but only one had rights to put his fruit. So as far as the fruit, it's a private property. But as far as an ox damage, it's public property because everybody had a right to be there. Okay? That's another approach. Um, Rav Kahana Rav Kahan is going to challenge this approach. And Rav Kahana says, Amrisa kamei de Rav Zvid I taught this over in front of Rav Zvid in Ardoh. You know, I thought it's a pretty good pretty good approach. Yeah, Say this is the case. No contradiction. However, Vomar he said to me that there's an issue. He says, it's not going to work out to establish the whole mission like Rav Tarfin. It says that Shane... Is a muad to only things that are fit for it to eat roila in when it's usual for it to eat, then it, you pay full damages on shein shein roila. If it's something that's not usual to eat, loy, you don't pay full damage. So if your if your ox goes and eats Lego, eh? Did it eat? Yeah. Is it benefit? Is it derech? No, no. So that's not that doesn't fall under the parameters of shein. that's not considered a muad. For something that it has no benefit from. And if you're only going to pay half. The Reptarfin. But if we say the whole Mishnah is Reptarfin. And we're going to say that animals are eating things that are not appropriate for it. <speaking in Hebrew> he holds you always pay full damages. Uh, so we got a problem. Because our Mishnah says. Th- see the problems like this. So if you want to say the whole thing's Reptarfin. Here's the issue. The Mishnah also says. It's shame when it eats things that are usual for it. That implies if it is things that are unusual, you're not going to be chayyim. The problem is, Tarfon says things that are unusual will be chayyim. So you're going to want to tell me, homishos Tarfon," he's not going to fit with that statement of the Mishnah. Eh, ain't going to work. We're stuck again. You cannot interpret the Mishnah to be Raptarfin. So pause right here. Let's keep an eye on the big picture. If we, are to, if we were to be asked at this stage of the Gemara, how are we to understand the Mishnah? So far, we only have one approach. Rabbanon and Rabtarfin. Okay? One half is Rabbanon, safe is Rabtarfin. The Gemara is now going to try to give a second approach. It can't be all Rabtarfin, I know that. What about, can it be all the Rabbanon? Zot the Gemara. Maybe we'll say the entire Mishnah is dependent on the Rabbanon. And we'll say the Mishnah is missing words. And this is really what the Mishnah says. Now I want to remind ourselves; we've learned this previously, but it's been a while since we came across a chesurei mechzura. You can ask, how would a Mishnah be missing words? That's now, the question. yeah. Now you found new words to make this all work out. I don't understand. You have a problem with the Mishnah? Now you're going to bring in words? There's missing words. Where are these words coming from? Who's making them up? So there's a taysvus um, yamtiv. That says whenever you find the Khsurai e what happened was by Mishnayas, when they would teach the kids, they would teach them in a way of Nigunim. They taught Mishnayas in a way of songs. It was all Tarishabalpet. It was all transmitted orally. The, you, until Rebbe wrote down the Mishnah, it wasn't allowed to be written down. Everything was oral, oral transmission. And sometimes rabbeim would teach their the, the students in a way where they would leave out a word or a phrase here and there because it got in the way of the poetry. They would explain it to them, but the way that they had the kids remember it was more of a poetic way. And there were times where some of these kids got older, became gedolim, and they would quote over these songs and mishnayis that they were taught. And it would end up being an issue and another tana or amira would say, no, 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 no. Let me explain. Your rebbe left out a few words of the mishnah. Let me explain to you how my rebbe, how ha- ha- my rabbi explained it. Okay? It's what Taisi says, when you come across Chesuri Mechserahs, <laughs> we're not just like adding words in because we're stuck. They're explaining, that, that they're coming to explain that there actually were words there that this, that this other uh, opinion was missing out. katani, and this is how the Mishra should be taught. him. Going back to our Mishra, there's five situations where an animal is considered a tam. V'im ha'idu, Hamishatan mu'adim. And if there's warning on these five cases, so then the is going to be a muod. If an animal ever damages in a way of shame, where it gets pleasure or benefit, that's normal. Regal, if it ever damages in a way of its normal going. Also, you're always going to pay complete damage. And in what way are they considered a muod, if they're standing in the property of the victim. But if they're not in the property of the victim, you're not going to be obligated. Now pause for a minute. According to this, according to this, our Mishnah has nothing to do with Karen. The only reason why we said, "Oh, oh, one second, the Rasha and Seifa don't make sense. We said, because the Rasha is dealing with Karen. The Seifa is dealing with Shane Varego. Uh Rasha Rabbanu and Seifa are because it's following the Rabbanu's rule by Karen and the end this following the Typhoon's rule by Shane Varego. Uh, we're a little confused. So, well, let me tell you something. The whole thing is dealing with Shane Varego. I'm sorry, the whole thing is, yeah, the whole thing is dealing with Shein Viregel. And therefore, the, the ratio is just explaining that it happens b'chatzar ha You're going to be a muad in the, only when, it's in the nizik's property. But it has nothing to do with Machleikas rabbanan and Rabtarfin. Everybody would agree to that. Maslow Ravid, Ravina says, you can't explain our mission like that. No. Ha, come on, we learn later on, Sharmazi was just on Nizek's side. What's the case where the ox of the damaging party? uh, Is is going to be obligated in the victim's property? What's that case? If you're going to say we're dealing with Karen, then it makes sense. What's the case? If we're saying that we're not dealing with a case of uh, of Karen at all, my ketsat. What's your case of ketsat? There's no ketsat. There's no incident of, of Karen at all, and therefore that approach of how to understand the mission doesn't make sense either. Hence. We're back to square one. When we have a contradiction in the Mishnah, we're back to our original answer. It has to be half as the Rabbanon, half as Rabbi Tarfan. So far. Ella Amar, Avina, Avina says, I'll come up with an approach. Here's the missing words. There's five situations where the animal is considered a tam. And if they're warned, then they're all going to be called a muad. Vishane Varegal, we should know when it comes to damaging by Shane and Regal, muad the you're always gonna pay full. That's always considered a muad, because that's that's like negligence on the owner, right? If your animal damages in a way where it benefits, you have to expect that if your animal likes tomatoes and an animal goes near tomatoes, it's gonna eat the tomatoes. That's what animals do. And if your animal is walking down the street and it kicks up pebbles, you you know when you take your animal down a cobblestone road not cobblestone Cobblestone isn't pebbles, right? Maybe not. Somebody uh, sent me a thing a number of months ago where it, it was like this cobble—a picture of a cobblestone road from like 600 years ago. Gorgeous. Stunning. Perfect. mamish. This beautiful stone. Beautiful street. And then underneath it is like a paved highway full of potholes. And it says, this is when the engineer showed up. Right? And all of a sudden, everybody gets all, Grais and nobody could keep a street in shape. Yeah, but when they bid cobblestone streets, somehow, you know, those are still in place for the past 600 years. Uh, the, the streets that we have, uh, within three months, they're, they're full of puddles. But be it as it may, when you take your, when you take your um, animal down the street, you have to, express, you have to expect rego. You have to expect it's going to kick things up. And therefore, this is a risk that the owner is, is uh, taking. Bashar mazik Hanizik, and as far as an ax that does damages in a in the victim's property this is going to be the the and now we have the right there's other situations like this A or namar like a wolf a lion a bear a, a hyena or a leopard and a snake. In all these cases, these animals are always considered mu'ad because it's their way of damaging Similarly, hamisha Tamhim, there's five situations where the animal is considered a Tam. There's no expectation to damage However, if there's warning, uh, what does it mean, warning? There's now an expectation to damage. It has a it's, it's developed a pattern of damaging Chamish Muad we consider them to be a muad, the damage of the shame of regular Always considered a muad Because again An owner has to expect Your animal is going to damage If it's going to benefit it Or kick things up And this is where and, and this case Where an animal becomes a muad When an animal does damage In the in the victim's property Is, the, is a Tarfan And the rabbon How to handle it Okay When it's only a tam It's in the victim's property How do you handle the situation Half or whole there's other situations that are a mu'od like this, which means start out as a mu'od. These things are always going to be muadim. Okay? So now we have another interpretation of the Mishnah. According to Ravina, he says we're missing words. He adds in the words. And he um, and uh, he's he's... Basically saying that we have a Machleg HaSin, Reptarfin, and the Rabbanim, but it's built into the understanding of the Mishnah. It's not that the, it's an issue like we have a Stam Mishnah, a plain Mishnah, now we have to explain, uh, explain half Reptarfin, half the Rabbanim. Rather, the Mishnah itself is telling us where they are arguing. Ika rula mirma. there are those who took Ravina's approach and asked it in a way of contradiction. Now, what the Mishnah is going to do here. In classic Gemara form, we haven't had this in a while, but it's called a lishna kama and a lishna basra. Okay, lishna kama lishna basra means a first way to understand Ravina's approach, and then lishna basra is in a, a new way to understand the approach. Some, it's going to be the same same approach, but we're just going to change how Ravina came to his destination. Th- this kind of reminds me why I used to flunk math class. I used to get the answers right. But I didn't get there the way the teacher got there, right? And the teacher says you have to like go through step by step the way that I did it, yeah. It's like, listen, I figured out how to do this my way, and I can show you what I did. I just don't do it your way, yeah. That's uh, in middle school and high school. He's getting a lot of trouble for that. But be it as it may, we're going to reach the same destination, similar, but we're coming with a new mahalach, a new approach. Maybe this Gemara is a proof to my math teacher. It makes a difference how you get there. It makes a difference, Taka. Yep. Yeah. Hekidrabala Mirma those who came to this outcome by asking a contradiction. Tonight we learned in Mishnah, Hamish Dam, Hamish Udama, there's five cases of Tam, five situations of Muad, Vesuleka, what do you mean only five? I could give you a whole bunch of cases where uh, an animal is going to be considered a tom or, you know, uh, unexpected to damage or an animal is going to be considered a moot. What are all these cases? A wolf, a lion, a bear, oh my! A bardalus, a leopard, a snake. Yeah, what, what, what happened? Well and the answer, I'm Amravinohsuray Maxur Bakhdani Khimhayim, there's five cases of Tamidi Khimj Ras. And if there's warning and there's there's already a pattern, they become a muod Vishim, Ragh Mu'rad Sun Bashane. And the regal start out being a muod. The animal the owner has to assume his animal is gonna damage in these ways. This is how Shura Muad, and this is how a ax becomes a muod. The Shura Mazik Bush and Izik, what about the halukh of oh, a Shura Mazik, a damaging axe? In the victim's property, this is. And then there is other situations that are mamish, always like this, always a muad. You know what they are? Same approach, same halach. We're walking away this Gemara with two possibilities how to understand the mishnah, narration, Seifo. Possibility number one, Rabtarfen and rabbonon Possibility number two. Is that the Mishnah itself built into There's missing words but built into the Mishnah Is telling us all the differences Between ox damages Ox damages in people's property And, ox da- and uh, damages of animals That have a regular Wild, wild uh, Tendency Okay Here we go Gishmak, two dots. Let's keep shtiging, Says the Mishnah It's not normal for an ax to crouch on top of an item and splat. Yeah, and, and break it. Okay, Omar of Blazer says Avo <laughs> when it comes to small stuff, or it is normal. It's gishmak. what does Pachem remind you of? Chanukah. Ah. Yeah, they found a Pacheman. They found a jug of oil. Okay, so what the, Misha says, what the Gemara says is like this. It's not normal for an ox to go and crouch on top of a big, <laughs> a, a, a big object and break it. An animal sees a big object, and it'll be normal for it to move over. But if there's a small object on the floor, animals don't care much for small objects, and it might just crouch upon it. And if an animal crouches upon it, the owner is obligated to pay full damage. Got it? The owner has to pay full damage, because that's normal. Let see, let's bring a riot. Let's bring a proof it's normal for an animal to walk and to break and to people, animals and things so you see it's normal to break things that are small Says no that's not a proof maybe we're dealing with a case where see that's just talking about animal damage did it say the animal crouched no it didn't say the animal crouched it says the animal shmushed Maybe it's pushed it from the side. Maybe it goes outside. It doesn't necessarily mean that it that sat down on it. You yeah, could, those that say, don't say only big things are unusual. But small things we'd have to pay complete because that's normal. Another way to say it is that even small jugs, it's unusual for an animal to crouch on it. Now pause. If it's unusual, that means the owner is going to pay half. Okay, that's enough gaminah here. May Svei, a challenging question, I don't understand, how can you tell me, how, how can you pass him like that, it says an animal is a mud to shmush a person, an animal, and Kaleem, so we see that crushing Kaleem is a am Rabbi Lazar. Duhmah Minatzad, May means Minatzad, and, you, you can crush it, you can crush it sideways, or no, if an animal, yeah, if an animal brushes up or crushes it against the wall, th- that's how it broke. It doesn't necessarily mean it broke it by crouching on it and sitting on it. Yeah, Dave, Dave, what do you call an axe that sits down on the floor? Crouching axe. Ground beef. All right. All right. Here we go. Vitek, Ika, Ika. There's another one. One second. What do you call a pampered cow? No, what do you get from a pampered cow? Spoiled milk. All right. Fine. Viter. Here we go. Huh? That's what you get. All right. Here we go. There are those who ask as a contrad- Um. Yeah. those who ask as a contradiction. Tonight we learn to the Mishnah, it's not to not to an animal is not considered a mord to crouch. For time we learned in the Brayso, it is a moord It says the Gemara again, it doesn't say crouching there. Yeah, It's unusual to break large. It's not unusual to break small. Period. Two dots. Back to the Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, "Hazeiv V'ari, Hazeiv V'ha'ari V'chulu." If you have a wolf, a lion, and you're, that you're trying to raise, or you own, and it goes and damages, you're going to be chai, if you're obligated. One of those things are a bardless. My bardless, what's a bardless? I was translating before as a hyena. Yep. Yeah? Umr of Yehuda, it's a nafriza. riza. My nafriza says, says, you're not being helpful. Amr of Yosef, apa. Uh, it's an apa. Okay, so now we know that a bardolus is an apa. Meisve, that's the only question. Raimer, af atzavua, atzavua also is a muad. Rabbi Lozraimer, af a snake is also. Rabbi Yosef, tzavaya zu apa, tzavaya is an apa. So is tzavaya an apa, or is a bardolus an apa? What is it? Like Asha, kan bitzavaya zohar. One's found out a male tzavaya, kan bitzavaya nekeva, and. One's talking about a tzavaya, uh, uh, a tzavaya in cave. a cave. Time to the to re-brysa. Tzavaya zokhar la'achacheva shonem Atalif, a A tzavaya zokhar, a male tzavaya, after seven years, becomes an atalif. You know what a talif is? A bat. It becomes a bat. A, a talif la'achacheva you know and a bat after seven years, nasa arpad is going to become an arpad. Huh? Another type of bat. Arpad la'achacheva shonem nasa kimosh. It's going to become a, a, a kimosh. Okay? Which is... Uh, um, it seems that a, a Kimosh is no longer a living entity. Kimosh, it's a Shade. Whoo. intense. Yeah? Uh, so a Shade becomes a Shade, becomes a, a Shindalib, <clears throat> becomes a, 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 a demon. So there's a different name for a male and a... Uh, a male and a female. All right. Which... For some reason, everything has symmetry. So I'll tell you a joke that my kids told me earlier today. My daughter Bella. She said, two, a Czechoslovakian went to visit a zoo in America. And in the zoo, there there was a female bear and a male bear. And the Czechoslovakian got too close. And the female bear reached out. One of the bears reached out And swallowed the Czechoslovakian So the uh, the, the person who was there Quickly ran to get the uh, Quickly ran to get the zookeeper Zookeeper comes Says which one ate the uh, Czechoslovakian So he says the female So it opens up the female They put the female under They open her up Not there So the guy says Oh it must be the Czech is in the mail <laughs> All right Alright, fine what was, the, what was the message What was the message So the message It was a, it was a cute uh, story It's a cute joke Like thing from Reb Yeshua Kurland Who's a, who's a Rebbe in Sharyoshev And he, he tells over like little jokes With a message afterwards so He has a whole thing about the check being in the mail He says when you hear the check in the, is in the mail That's basically the person saying I haven't paid yet but I intend to pay you know i, I it, it's coming, but I'm too embarrassed to tell you that it's not coming yeah I'm too embarrassed to tell you that i, I haven't done it yet. The check is in the mail you, you can't rely on the u s p s anyway You don't know if I mailed it out last week or if I mailed it out in two weeks <laughs> either way, if it shows up in four weeks, I could blame the service so all right he has a whole he has a whole uh, cute little thing on that about the check in the mail all right you should know that the spine of a person after seven years becomes a nachash, becomes a snake. This is not literal. Uh, it's not literal. There's various limudim things to learn, learn now from this. Only if you didn't bow down by maidim. Didn't bow down by maidim, your spine could turn into a snake. Maidim, you bow down, you give you, you maidim to your bannister. incredible. Amar if we had more time, I'd focus on this, but let's keep going. Amar Mar, the Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, where we at? seven, says, "Afa even a is a muad." says, "Afa even a Nakash is a muad." i When they are tamed, uh, a slave is always a it Says Gamara, I don't understand. Why did you say even a nachash? We already mentioned the, uh, a nachash. So Gemara says, Tani Yeah, it doesn't mean also. Just just include nachash, include snake as being a mur, but you don't have to say Nami, you don't have to say also, okay, Amar Shmol Shmuel says, now that we have a, a big shift of Gemara until we get to the Mishnah, and we're going to get into wild animals, all right, here we go, Amar Shmuel Shmuel says, you have a lion in a public property, if it tramples, and then eats the animal, or whatever it is, putter, the owner is putter. However, if it tears it up and then eats it, he's going to be chayef. Okay? So I own a lion. If I own a lion and it just eats the person or the animal, it's okay. But if it tears it apart... Not, nothing's okay. If it, if it pounces on, on its victim, the owner's putter. If it tears it up, the owner's chayef. Now let's explain. Let's explain what this means. It's normal for it to pounce on it. It's like the way that a lion eats fruits and vegetables. It's considered shame in a public domain. The same way by a regular animal that's, that does something for benefit in a public domain it's not going to be obligated. So you're a as well. However, taraf, if it tore it up, that's unusual. And therefore it's called karen. And you are going to be obligated like Keren. Do you mean to say that when it tears something up before eating it, it's not usual by a lion, but it says, and a lion tears things up. It says, no, it tears it up for its babies, but not for, for itself. By itself, it just pounces upon it and, and, uh, and eats it. But it says it, it chokes it for its, for its mate. So you see, it does, lions do kill. Beshvil levaysev. Yeah, it kills for again, kills for its kids, kills for its wife, but not for the lion itself. What do you mean? Lions are always sticking their claws in and killing. Beshvil No, that's that's for storage, but not for right now. Umayn isav and it, again, it tears things up um, as it kills its uh, its victim. Again, beshvil Again, that is just to add to its storage. If a wild animal enters the, the victim's property, tears up the animal and eats the meat. You're going to pay Nezek Shalim. Now it seems that any animal that goes and tears up is obligated in Nezek Shalim. So, he, he, so it's, not, it's in Karen, you'd pay half damage. The case is where it tore it up to store it later. Okay. He says it's eating it now. That's what it's tearing it up and then it decided in the middle. Uh, you know, I want it for later. It's like, oh, this is fresh meat, geshmak, I'm gonna eat it right now. Okay, and that, that becomes normal and that's why you're gonna have to pay. and that's why it's I'm sorry, that's why it's called Shane. And Shane, you're gonna be potter Shane first says, how do you know the lion told you it changed its mind while it's while it's preparing its dinner? Before I wanted to store it, now I'm doing it for now. How do you, how do you know an animal changes its mind? Furthermore, the you can always say that an animals changing its mind. And you never know how much to charge the uh, the owner. Amr says let's katani. It's uh, it, we're dealing with We're dealing with two different situations. if it tore it if it tore it up or pounced upon it. Then you're going to pay. Nezek Shalim. Ravina Ravina says, Kikar Mar where does Shmuel say, that your are and in Bishos you're obligated in the public domain, but I read Tarbis, that's with a tamed lion, and it's only the Piner of who says, that it's, it's uh, you're able to, to actually tame a lion, yeah, and it's not normal for a tamed lion, to go and uh, attack, if it's tamed, so now, the owner should always have to pay in a public domain because it should always be considered Karen. Karen, mean, if it's unusual now, let's call it Karen. A Karen is obligated in a public domain as opposed to Shane and Rego. We only said you're not obligated in a public domain because it's Shane and Rego. You're doing it for, for pleasure. But Karen's obligated. So why shouldn't we obligate It Says El Ravina, Lava Shmol Immar. Ravina was not going in Shmol's halacha, Ella Amastisa, rather he's going on the Brysa, Kikatani Mastisa, tarbais. and our Bryce is dealing with. A tamed lion. That's why the pin of it says it's not normal for a tamed lion to go and tear up an animal uh, in a or damage in a public domain. Again, if it's not normal, pay half damage. Because like, now it's Karen. Says the Gemara regarding for this. You have a tamed lion that's a moad, so it's tamed, but it damaged three times. Says the Gemara. I have the Tony Gabi told us to shame. Why is this considered a told of shame? shame? To be of the Karen by the It should have be. It should have been listed by told of the Karen. Yeah, it's, because now it's unusual. It's a domesticated lion, if possible. Since Gemara Kasha, you have, uh, have a Kasha. You have a good question, but the we are practically speaking, we are sticking to our guns. Okay, it is right now seven thirteen. We didn't finish the Daf. Where about 13 minutes into Ava Subhanim, though, and I need to head in there. So we're going to hold it here for today, Besham tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. We will pick up from the Mishnah. We're going to finish the very first parak of Babakama, Besham tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. And uh, we'll finish off today's daf and tomorrow's daf, Hashem, again, 9.30 a.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.